This is AKA Responsible, Proper, Social Distance Shit Talking from Spare Bedrooms across Exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Doc. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions in hours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. Remember to put on your critical thinking cap when listening to this podcast or any other so-called podcast. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Rogan. He's scared. (laughs) Shaking in his million-dollar boots. All right, episode 109. It's a star-studded, extra-regular episode. We're so over COVID. Government, pundits, even music festivals. We are getting back to normal. And why does this not make me feel better, other than that's my role in this podcast? Or <laughs> am I the problem? Or as re- is it in Reddit, am I the asshole? Mm. Mm. Probably should have saved that Reddit part. But I, I just found your new ringtone, though. <laughs> <laughs> are books for reading or books for burning? And are trucks for driving or are they for, air quotes, protesting? And, and what year is it anyway? It's this decade. Haven't had a good year this decade. Or as I saw on Twitter when somebody was referring to history and they said back in the 20s and somebody was like, we live in the 20s. (laughs) (laughs) We got seven more to go, man. But it's groundhog year every every year. So every sign and signal is back to normal. No masks. No, no rules, no mandates. Back to normal. It's like the tagline for Southwest Airlines. It's now safe to move across the country or whatever it is. I don't feel good about that. Jeff, you can tell me why I should be thinking differently. So, I mean, we talked about this a little bit when we had Vincent Reck and Yellow on the podcast where he's kind of getting tired of having to take responsibility for the people that continue to deny the vaccine. That becomes a frustration point for me, too. I looked at the numbers in Georgia. I was kind of hoping there would have been an uptick with, you know, all the Omicron, you know, that pretty much anybody you talk to knows somebody or personally went through it themselves. So one would think that that would have been a a, a time for some people that were listening to uh, different sources Maybe I want to get vaccinated. No, it moved up from 50% to 53% during the Omicron. That's it. For Georgia, you said? For Georgia, I'm talking about, yeah. A whopping 3% of the population got vaccinated through that wave. Right, yeah. Uh, You know, to me, if if you saw the writing on the wall, you saw this huge spike coming, I would have yeah, maybe I'll stop listening to uh, Fox and Friends and all that and just get my vaccination. But no, mm -mm, barely ticked up. 
barely ticked up for the kids. Five and over has been available since, what, May of last year? But the rush to drop mask mandates is everywhere. Even by blue state governors. Yeah. I mean, again, I have some I have some mixed feelings about that, too. I will still wear my mask when I go into a Kroger's knowing that I'm going to encounter a lot of people in there. But I also know that it's flu season right now. And I've had the flu bad before. I don't want the flu either. So from that perspective, I'm going to continue to wear my mask in certain conditions. But I'm not going to feel that that I'm responsible Mm -hmm. at this point for the people that are that decide to be unvaccinated. So have you bought your tickets to Coachella yet this year, Jeff? I, God, I never I'd even love to see that. Yeah. I never, I never even heard about it that. until Jerry posted about it. Yeah, I mean that's an example, isn't it? Where they hadn't done it for two years and then this year, and it's in April, yeah. no requirements whatsoever. No masks, no vaccination cards, so you can be vaccinated, unvaccinated. I think they posted a warning is like, well, you know, it's up to you. But and that's in California. Now, let me ask you this. It's an outside music fest. Big one. To go to the park on, on, a, on a normal Saturday in California, do you have to wear a mask? Do you have to show a uh, vaccination? No. What's the difference? It's an outside event. Also, what's different from this and, and now the Super Bowl? I know the Super Bowl, there's not a lot of masks at the Super Bowl, but everybody had to show vaccination uh, status and, and, or or testing is what I understand for, uh, was in place for the Super Bowl, even though that was considered to also be an outside event because it's an open air stadium. The difference is at your average neighborhood park or even big state park, there's not a hundred thousand people in a mosh pit. Yeah. Crowding around big stages for hours and, and days at, at a time. Yeah. I mean, you know, the timing may be okay. You know, fortunately, where Omicron is almost all the way exhausted, that's dropping down fast. So by that time, that should be cleared out. Okay. okay. Time the hell out. Oh, uh, you didn't let me finish that, you know. How many people died of COVID yesterday? I have that data in front of me. That would be February 15th. 2,850 people died of COVID on February 15th. And on February 16th? 3306 dead in 2 days 6000 people died how many people have died in australia since this entire thing started uh, that data i do not probably have. not as many as died yesterday we we average and i don't understand the the data like why like uh, on the weekends the death yeah. rate drops precipitously oh it's because of reporting challenges they yeah they don't get reports until like early the next week there's always that little hiccup in the data but That's the, always been the, the seven case. day average as of this report is 2300 a day a day but keep in mind that 90 some percent of those people chose to die because they decided not to get vaccinated there's some people in there i'm sure they did get get vaccinated you know, that had comorbidities, whatever. But 90-some percent of those people chose that course. This is a 9-11 death toll a day. Daily. Two years in. Australia's had 4,700 deaths, uh, 4,800 deaths total. We total. Top that in a day and a half. The hospitalization rate 
has dropped. The 14-day change nationally is 39% drop. So that's starting to come back down. I, I remember hearing on some of the news stations that the hospitals are starting to see more empty beds, more people getting their elective surgeries done. That's good. So, yeah, so as this, you know, deaths always follow the peak. In other words, it, it takes a while for people to get infected, to get sick, get hospitalized, and then ultimately die. It's not an instantaneous thing. There's always a lag there. So, you know, even the deaths that I'm showing, a 14-day change is 13% drop. So that number is going down. But my contention, my hang-up, is still there's a large percent of our population that is adamant about not getting the vaccine. And the, the other thing I'll say about that, too, I know, Jerry, you posted an article about the immunocompromised, and that is a concern for me. So they would benefit from the antivirals and the monoclonal antibody treatments. But those are in very short supply. Why? Because people that have been unvaccinated end up in the hospital. They want that stuff. So again, the unvaccinated people are causing harm to so many people. But they're winning. That's my point. Is like I don't see any any tide turning on that front. They haven't just won the battle. They won the war. How so? What was today, uh, the day of recording, Governor of Washington said there will no, the mask mandates will be ending in March. The media has seized on this as an example of Democratic caving. Because anytime the Washington media especially can tag an issue to Democrats and make it look disarray, blah, 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 they're going to do it. They're doing it now. So after the governor of New Jersey made the mask announcement, it was treated as a capitulation. Maybe it is. But it does not seem to be good politics to be stringent about COVID anymore. It's not trending well in the overnight numbers when they wake up and they're getting their briefings. They are giving the, the middle finger to the immunocompromised, and there's millions of them. No, they're not, Jerry. That's, that's where I, I disagree. It's the unvaccinated that, that are. But they're making policy decisions based on the wishes and the wants of either the unvaccinated crowd or the masks are an unparalleled evil Completely ineffective, unparalleled evil. Ineffective, that's that's another argument. It's a it's a it's a grievous harm on children. Do it for the children, Jeff. Don't you have a heart? Let's pivot, Jeff. Why do you hate children so much? They could be vaccinated, five and up. <laughs> All school aged children can be vaccinated. I did a video call yesterday with a guy who was visibly, visibly sick. Coughing, didn't sound good at all. He caught COVID from his daughter who brought it back from school. I didn't ask if he was vaccinated. I sincerely hope he is. Or if his child was vaccinated. Yeah, I don't yeah. know Don't know that either. I am not comforted by any of this. And I am in the, as we all are, in the, in the older crowd as well. And I know that we don't probably like to think of ourselves as, quote, elderly. I guarantee you. 20-year-olds, you know, and our kids do. <laughs> I, think, I think we're dead. I recently had a birthday, and, and now three of the members of, of the podcast are officially senior citizens. So. <laughs> Welcome to the club. It's hard not to think that not only are they winning, but I am, I'm a fairly well-read person. I don't know what to think. 
I don't have uh, sources or uh, experts that I can, uh, here comes the term, religiously follow. Even Dr. Vincent is like, you know, if you're vaccinated, you're 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 good, you know. Yeah. But well, the odds are in your favor. Yes. Wait, well, but but that, but I don't. This isn't uh, this isn't Vegas. As somebody who follows that stuff, Don is a, a a far more learned gambler than me. But I don't like hearing about odds without a number attached to it. If you're just talking that the odds are in my favor. Well, then let me belly on up to the table and start playing the $100 craps because the odds are in my favor. The thing about it is if you went to a casino and they ever told you the odds are in your favor, then you would like gamble like crazy because they're never in your favor. They're always in the house. The house always is. If you play long enough, you're guaranteed to lose. All right. But even when the odds are stacked heavily in your favor, when... The penalty of losing is death, <laughs> as opposed to a $5 bet on the, on the craps table or a $5 bet at the blackjack table. It's a little different, all right? It doesn't really matter how stacked the odds are in your favor. You're not really necessarily to wager on that when the penalty is as severe as it is. And I want to know, I want to know what the, what the odds are. And it's not that nobody's willing to give it to you. They can't give it to you. No, they I mean, they you know, know. we... We, we know the basics of, you know, the protection against hospitalization and death with the current vaccine and boost, still around 90%. It, that hasn't wavered a whole lot. So is that a, a 1 in 10% chance that I will get seriously ill with COVID if I get it and I'm triple vaxxed? I think, you know, I don't know if they have all the science in on what, you know, they know there are certain comorbidities. Okay. Well, let's just for the sake of argument, let's say that's it. One out of 10. One out of 10 that are triple vaxxed could still end up in the hospital or the morgue. Are you going to Coachella with those odds? Are, are you? Are you? Well, I wouldn't be going. I wouldn't be going to Coachella anyway. But, I'm, okay. you know. Oh, you know what I mean. Would I go to a concert where I know that most everybody in that room has been vaccinated? Even places that require a vaccination yeah. card. You know, there's a lot of forgeries out there. I mean, you know, the CDC card they gave you. That was pretty damn stupid to just print that in regular cardstock or whatever. I love how that perfectly fits into your wallet, too. Right, right, yeah. I went to a concert last Saturday. With a mask or no mask? With no mask. It was vaccination required and kind of no bullshit how it was checked. And you had to have an ID that matched. Let me ask you this. Same time as Coachella here in Atlanta, American Atheists is having their convention, April. Now, they're requiring vaccination, though. I would assume that the Atheist Convention would require they are. A, a vaccination. They would follow the science. I don't think any of the three of us have bought our tickets yet. Have, have, well, I haven't have, seen a list of uh, you know who the speakers are, <laughs> other than Matt Dillahunty. That's it. So they have one guy coming? Is that it? And and I'm waiting for the, the invite to the, to the podcast. The podcast panel? Yeah. You want to sit on the podcast panel and answer questions from noobs? Yeah, well, first of all, you need a Patreon, right? <laughs> Second of all, you need a pod bean. <laughs> Wait, first of all, you need a microphone. Second of all, well, first you need the Patreon to get the microphone. Shit, I should have put this on a list. I thought we'd be able to do a live show. So, Jeff, I am not sitting at home, but I'm, defi- I'm definitely picking my spots. Right. And yep. if we go back to the 1 in 10 
like a 10% chance. And is that 10% chance of getting COVID or 10% chance of if you get COVID, it could be more than mild? The latter. The latter, yeah, because I think the chance of getting it's 100%. I think we're all no, going not, to not get 100%. it eventually. When you get a booster, you yeah. have protection – and as you know, with Omicron, it's it's not like ninety nine percent. It it's less than that. What I was referring to is at some point you're going to come into contact with this virus. Period. End of discussion. Right. But what I'm saying is, when six months after your vaccination boost or whatever, you do have some immunity protection, but that subsides, and then you're protected from hospitalization and death. That's that's where that kicks in. So there's still that risk. Right. There's still that risk, and that's usually the end of the conversation. And if that was the only risk, I'd be less angsty about it. But there's a giant gap in all of this called long COVID. And long COVID doesn't discriminate on, or from what I know at least, or what I think I know, as something that only hits seriously ill people when they get COVID. Right. But again, if you're fully vaccinated boosted, your percent chance of getting long COVID is is dramatically reduced also. Not seen one iota of data on that. I was just about to say, where where did you see that? Because that that is not a stat that I have seen as far as... Listening to uh, the the TWIV show, that's what they've indicated is your chance of getting... You can still get it, yes. But the percent chance or the odds are in your in your favor is that, again. Is, is that a common sense assumption or is that? This is so a lot of it is predicated. They have once a week they have Dr. Uh, Daniel Griffin that comes on and he's a practitioner as well. So he's seeing this in his numbers. So he, you know, so he's aware. In his practice. In his yeah. practice. Right. Well, he, he serves at, at one of the big hospitals in New York City. So he's he's kind of seeing these trends. He's kind of getting a handle on, you know, who, who's got a better chance of being ill than others and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, still a risk. And there's varying degrees of what that means if you have long-haul COVID. You know, some people, like my sister was saying that one of my niece's husbands has kind of a long COVID, but it's just like fatigue that kind of drags on. So manageable, not fun, but... No, that, no, that sucks. That's terrible. That's terrible. And it's not just limited to the, the non-vaccinated or the non-triple boost or the old and the more or morbidities or whatever. I mean, the only person that I remember as far as like in the news that has talked about their own experience with long, with long COVID was F1 driver Lewis Hamilton. He talked about that wasn't the, the two weeks he had to sit out was not the worst part of it. It was the months after where he was just not 100%. He was constantly fatigued and tired and, and run down and worn out. But it was an extended period of time that, that he was experiencing this. And that's the only person that, you know, athlete, you know, any famous person or anybody that, that's actually, like, talked about it. This is going to surprise you, but none of us are in quite the shape that Lewis Hamilton is. Eh! You know... Uh, you know, I, don't, I, I thought about it for a second, and I went, "No, not now. Actually, not no. now. No, not mm. not before, not ever." And <laughs> the, I don't think he's hammered fries like I am. The, the idea, <laughs> the idea of long COVID for somebody that's in that shape at the prime of for sure of his life, but nobody talks about that. So you tell me, Jeff, 
is there reason to be concerned? I don't want to walk around concerned all the time, but I feel a big gap in the COVID conversation is that one. But again, it's related to being among people that are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. No, it's not. Primarily it is, yes. Even if you triple vaxxed and you have a 10% chance of getting COVID, what's your percentage chance of getting long COVID from getting COVID at all? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Know. It's a it's a low percentage of people not, currently. Do you have to get COVID to get long COVID? Do you have to be, I, I got knocked out. I was sick. I was in the bed. I was miserable. I had no energy for a week. No, you or can be asymptomatic. I had for a day and a half, asymptomatic, can, and, and could still get long and COVID. still get, that, my understanding. But again, it's extremely wow. rare. Yeah, but Jeff, extreme- but seriously, like, not to not to hammer on that, but you don't have any data on that. Like, there's no there's, data. There's not enough people that have committed to tracking the long haulers. That's part of the problem. They've talked about that on 12 as well. Yes, the data is la- is lacking. So, you know, basically you're relying on anecdotal evidence from doctors on the front lines who are in contact with patients, not just after in the hospital, but the follow-up calls and all that to kind of know how they're doing. I'm not surprised that we don't have our finger on the pulse of exactly what the long-term effects of a pandemic are when we're still kind of in the middle right, of the Right. You're pandemic, learning so on the fly. Yeah, right. exactly. But we can't fall into the trap, though, of talking about risk and talking about, about um, possibilities when we don't have any data. There's no, there's no data on it. So it also gets back to the, to the risk assessment. I don't feel like I'm making a, I'm, and maybe that's a, that's something that, that I need to get over. That I'm not going to be able to make as informed a decision as I would like. But I hear people, I hear the news media, I hear people who know more about COVID than, than me, like you talk about and these these what what are maybe informed assumptions but they're assumptions and i'm at the, i'm at the stage of and maybe again personal decision i'm at the stage in my life where the idea of long covid or a condition that just kind of drags you is a frightening prospect because okay. Unfortunately, like I am not going to be in Lewis Hamilton shape ever. No. I, I have lived most of the years of my life. I, I've definitely lived most of the good years of my life. I don't have as many really good years left. The, the years, the longer it gets, the shittier those years are going to be. You have to def- redefine good, Jerry. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> no, no, I, no, actually. <laughs> when you start defining good as comfort, those years will get better. Yeah, you like I got, out of, I got out of bed today. That's a good <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> today was a day spent above dirt. That was a good I day. I didn't spit up on myself. That's a yeah. good day. How, okay, when you have, when, when you've got to that point, it, it might, Seriously, it might be time to reassess. You got to have more attainable goals, Jerry. It's like any day that you return on the same boat you left on is a good day on the lake. You just got to have low expectations. Same thing. Any day you survive, that's a good day. You know, but, you made but Don, I don't, and, and Jeff, I don't have, if that happens, I don't have anyone to thank for it, though. Like, I can't say, thank the Lord. I mean, I can say it. it you won't, can't say it. It, it, it has it the same effect as somebody that yeah, believes it. It won't mean anything. But, <laughs> 
So, no, um, no. so let me ask. Let me ask you this, Jerry. Then, so seeing that that you know you want to minimize your your risk. So how how are you going to behave for the next five years? COVID is not going away. It's going to be circulating, you know, probably forever. Long as there's well until climate change takes over. So, <laughs> or just wrap both of those things up in a neat oh, little yeah. bow. Well, huh? yeah, because we don't have any hope on that side either, based on the protesters. And but anyway, so seriously though, so looking at your five year quality of life, how you know how are you going to minimize your risk? You know, Jeff, that's a really good question, and maybe that's kind of a the crux of the angst is I don't know, or I don't, I may know, and I don't like what I know. Yeah, that could be a little more nail on the head there. It's, yeah. it's my dad said something very early on in, in this whole thing where, and, and it's kind of ringing tr- more true now, where he said that and he kind of hopes that this doesn't kind of become the, the, the new normal. That That's int- interesting that you mentioned that because I, I would be way more comfortable with the new normal if people gave a shit about each other. That seems to be in shorter supply. What are we not fighting about? I mean, fighting in school boards, fighting about masks, fighting about going back to work or not, fighting in Congress, fighting over every little issue. I had a good answer for you, though. Your question was, what are we not fighting about? We're not fighting about whatever the people behind the scenes pulling the strings about what we're fighting about doesn't want us fighting about. Everything kind of gets hijacked and politicized and, and turned into something that it that it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all political. I mean, you talk about the truckers in, 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 in Ottawa. That, that whole thing started as a anti-mandate, anti-mask, anti-vax you know, mandate kind of movement. Freedom, baby. My freedom. But it has com- been completely hijacked by the alt-right. Oh, it goes back to the origins of it. Is yeah. the, 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 the people that started this movement aren't even truckers. All right? So this was like they're using these truckers to advance their purposes. They're, you know, yeah. And that's what the conservatives do is they use society to advance Culture their agenda yeah because like we mentioned early on is is like 90 percent of the truckers are vaccinated so it, it's not even a trucking industry issue so it, it's all the creation and and they're finding most most of it is bent towards trying to take over the government right isn't that kind of what now it's 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 an anti-trudeau right movement unfortunately that that's not how you overthrow governments is start a convoy. I've never heard of that particular way of coup d'etat. It's weird because almost half the money that's been raised, and they've been moved because like the government took over their GoFundMe or like shut down their GoFundMe or confiscated, something something along those lines where, where the money that was raised did not go to 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 this. They used some sort of um, Canadian law to, to, to bypass that. Then it went to some other a site that I've never heard of uh, that's basically like a GoFundMe type site. I think site. it's a Christian version of that. 
I I would not be surprised. Uh, I would I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if if Nunez is running the damn thing. But any, anyway, um, about half, maybe probably forty percent, not not quite half. About forty percent of the money that was raised on these sites was from American yep. donations, not mm-hmm. Canadian donations, but Americans who are aligned politically with what's behind what's taken over this this movement. But that all, I mean, and it all sounds so sinister, but they are behind the scenes because the laws allowed them, at least here, to be behind the scenes. They are, in that respect, winning. And Jeff, I don't have an answer to how I'm going to deal with the next five years. I should know this because we talk about it every other pod. Which pill allows me to have the steak and the red wine in the Matrix? Oh, shit. Is it the blue one? <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a blue pill. It's not the purple pill. That does something else. I think, it's a, no. I think it's a blue pill because if you've been red pilled, then you see the you see the world as it is. So the blue pill is you go back to you get to eat the and, steak and have the red wine and live in the simulation. Blissful ignorance, right? So okay. maybe I should, you know, a nice crackling fire and a and a Bing Crosby movie on the TV. Uh, well, I'll no. stick with the red wine and steak. <laughs> <laughs> um. So maybe I should take the the blue pill, but it feels worse than that. It feels like giving up, and it feels completely unnecessary. What's what's giving up? Taking the blue pill and just kind of shrugging my shoulders and going, okay. If yeah, I yeah, but what does that what does that mean life wise when you when you do that? It means reckless abandon. I, I don't understand what that what that means. That I'm acknowledging the reality, and it's not going to change. And I can't change it, so no need to worry about it. Self-insulate and wake for the warm embrace of death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hopeful there. Well, so what, what I want, my strategy is, I don't have a strategy, but kind of my... my well, that was quick. <laughs> sell everything and move to New Zealand. But my... my uh, and I don't want to use the word hope, but I'm not quite sure what word to use here. So after this Omicron huge wave, you know, blows through, there are going to be a lot of the unvaccinated that got vaccinated accidentally. In other words, they got some natural, natural immunity. immunity. Immunized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hard way. So, and I'm I'm betting that our herd immunity number is going to be a lot higher than like the 53% vaccination rate that we're seeing recorded. And and the way that we'll see that is the next wave, if it's just a blip. And, and you know, just like cold and flu season, there's those mm-hmm. blips. It's not a mm-hmm. huge spike. Yep. It's not like this, but there's like a smaller blip. And then the smaller blip is more and more people. How many times, uh, this, ha- how many times this happened already now? How many times have we... Have there's we, been there's been nothing like the Omicron though. If you look at the wave structures of the previous variants, like I, nothing I do. like Omicron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and I'm saying you look I got at my Omicron, finger on the pulse of what was it? Wave variants? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, the, I don't even pay attention to the Billboard 100 anymore. It's, it's all about the wave variants. You could you, you could go and look at prominent COVID pundits saying the same thing. This is probably the third fourth time. That they've said we're we're through it now. The the spike yeah. is over, and then ah, uh, we're 
we're, we've rounded a corner. Right. Yeah. Well, we've turned that, yeah, and again. We've turned another corner. I, I'm just waiting for April to come along and Lamb to come down the pike and just whip everybody. We're ass, turning you know? corners faster than they do at Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you've been waiting for that one. There you go. <laughs> But again, this is all put on the unvaccinated. It's not have, though. It's it not. Is. No, it's their fault. Yeah. But yeah. everybody else has to deal with it. It doesn't make me feel any better when you say that it's the unvaccinated's fault because I got to live in that world still. Like I said, a, a, what probably a year or more ago on on, on this podcast that we're going to reach herd immunity by. Enough people are going to get vaccinated, and those that don't get vaccinated are either going to be naturally immunized or they're going to die. And that's how we're going to get there. And Dr. It's going to Vincent take said more it could take, time. could take a couple, three years. years. Yeah. That's a long time, man. That's a long time. That's as much time as we've already spent in the pandemic. Just double it. Back to the odds. It discriminates against the unvaxxed. But not entirely. Maybe my my risk assessment or what I think the risk assessment is, is lower than than what it's presented. I could be making a bigger deal out of it. That's the problem with COVID. It wasn't deadly enough. It had a death rate of whatever percentage it was. It's a bad flu. Yeah. If it had a 75% death rate, people wouldn't fuck around with it. Everybody would be standing in line knocking motherfuckers out of the way to get vaccinated. If three out of four people that caught it died. But when it's like 1% or less than 1%, then you can talk shit and you can be a badass and you play the odds and you might make it through. And if you don't, you look like a real dumbass like a lot of conservative radio hosts did over the last 18 months. But if you're just, you know, Joe swing a fucking hammer for a living and you're, you're talking shit at the, you know, at the bylo, no big deal. Chances are you'll probably make it through the other side and you'll feel like a hero. But a lot, a lot of people didn't. 3,300 didn't yesterday. And we'll probably hit a million in this country, right? In early COVID, a couple thousand-ish people dying every day was catastrophic. Now it's Tuesday. I mean, nobody even talks about it. Why are we more than five times the death rate? Because we're five times stupider. We're 5% of the world's population, but we're 25% of the world's death due to COVID? Why do people in this country... One, one of the most advanced countries in the world, it's a not. superpower, yeah. Yeah. die at a much higher rate than anywhere else in the world. Because we we don't do anything small, Don. Everything that we do, got to be big, baby. Maybe the discomfort with that world is where my hang-up is. MSNBC is full of people saying that they're over it, masks are stupid. Time to move on. That kids and, have and... been irreparably harmed and... Very few people are t- are having data. It's probably anecdotal with the kid coming home. People are more stressed. But uh, Leonhardt from the New York Times did a column about how people are getting in more accidents and driving faster and killing more people because of COVID restrictions. He made what, that connection. How would you make that connection? Uh, people are I driving more aggressively and wrecking more often and killing more people because of, of stress is that mass mandate yeah, because of covid restrictions as a long time drive like an asshole <laughs> I, I will say 
my, my level of assholishness on the interstate has not increased or decreased over the last two years. It has stayed pretty much steady. It's because people are angry. And by the way, there's probably something to that. We all are, or maybe not everybody, but most people, definitely a little more on Razor's Edge than previous years. Yes. Yeah. But Well, every, and- everybody's just a little bit more ready to step outside, buddy. You know what I mean? It's, it's like everybody's on, the, like you said, like on that razor's edge, just you know, ready to snap. Yeah, and more of my anger is focused not so much on the unvaccinated sheep. They're just watching the, the sources they think are reliable, you know, like Fox News. Um, what's, what's the other off the rails? OAN. OAN, uh, Newsmax. Are they even still around anymore? I, th- I thought they got dropped by... Like all the big, uh, yeah, they're yeah. I don't know, um, but even you know, like like people like Joe Rogan to give all this disinformation for eleven million listeners. Just you know, my anger is Jeff. at them Just asking questions. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel I feel pity for the for the two thousand people that are dying a day relying on that information. I pity. The of the thirty three hundred that didn't, and they died because of it. What what's the stat there? Because I can't look at the thirty three hundred people that died yesterday and just say, "Well, should have got vaccinated, dummy." Because most of them probably are. But I'm telling you, it hit me in the face looking at him on my monitor and hearing him cough. Like I hope this guy is not really sick. You can go through your day, and probably month, and even year without coming across, particularly in our circles, what we would call the vaccinated circles, of people who are are sick with it. Or, but we're not going to, we're not going to come across them. And when I did, I was like, that ah, is still pretty bad out there, or can be. And it's no, there's no reason for it. Exactly. No we have a vaccine that is highly effective, and if, if more people were vaccinated, we wouldn't have these waves. You wouldn't have community spread like we have now. Do you think so. that COVID was the accelerant that now we are banning books? In some ways, joking about burning books, but then we have Don's buddy, Pastor Locke, actually burning them. And My best friend, Greg And by Locke. the way, he, he uh, yeah. uh, prefaces, he's a clown, but he is a dangerous clown. Because he has followers that believe. He's unfortunately good on social media, and fascist movements often start with clowns and, and, and dismissed. But there is a huge momentum in book banning and finding teachers. Finding banned books in libraries. And- right. And dictating, you know, uh, how you how you tell history and not wanting to hurt people's feelings, which and and, and don't even start with, uh, oh, it's coming from the fuck your feelings crowd. You know what? That may be true, but that kind of pod save America dunk doesn't help. It plays good to the choir. That's it. It, it does. And it's one of the reasons, honestly, that I stopped listening to that show because I got tired of it. I got tired of the kind of derisive joking at what are, to me, pretty serious matters 
maybe I don't know if COVID was the accelerant, but they are kind of happening simultaneously. And when we talk about getting back to normal, are we going to get back to a time where the where the school board was just this kind of sleepy, boring Tuesday? Yeah. And, and a school librarian was just a, you know, easy peasy job. <laughs> and they did curriculum and school expansion and taxes and people would get pissed off about millage rates. But now it's a battle zone now. I think we are, are definitely short-sighted if we think that all of these things are separate little fires, you know, like the COVID, you know, anti-vax, the anti-mask start the CRT, the book banning, those kind of things are all just like little separate fires. They're all related. There, there is some undercurrent to the whole thing that I, I think is a, a civil war strategy, if, if well, you don't want, it seems mind like me saying that. they're all hijacking each other's movements to try No, and, no, and it's build. all, to me, it's all doing it's the, the same? same thing. It's trying to unsettle and knock us off center. So it's that brain overload. Where does Spotify, and today the New York Times published a story that uh, that Joe Rogan's actually getting $200 million. What? You you say that like you thought it was $100 million and he's getting more than you thought he was getting. That is correct. That was my, that yes. was the, that was the published figure. Yeah, that's oh. all I heard is 100 I was under the impression he was making more than that. I, I was like, that that's actually a pay cut. No, it was 100 It was I think it was 100 over 5 And it's it's hmm. really... I was under the assumption he was making more than $100 million by moving his show to uh-uh. Spotify. Well, okay. you, you would be right because it's at least 200 Okay. I thought I thought 200 was a pay cut, actually. From yeah, what it's, I, from it's, the he wasn't making that much money before. I don't not think. not that kind of money. No, not that right. Because you, you can only make so much by pimping supplements. But it's not necessarily just pimping supplements. It's also if you play ads on your podcast, you get so much per download. And when you're getting millions of downloads, the from my understanding was prior to a little inside baseball here, a little inside podcast. What I understood was prior to the Spotify deal, he was making somewhere in the neighborhood of $75,000 to $80,000 per episode. And he was doing three or four a week. Yeah, but that's not going to, but that's not $100 million money though. And But when he moved it over, I, I was, I honestly, the number I thought when he moved it to Spotify was in the $300 million range. There was a good couple of the segments that on the media from from last week went into kind of the, the metrics of of Joe Rogan. And there's two figures that get bandied about when talking about him it was one hundred million dollars and 11 million listeners. And the assumption is that that he got a, he, that he gets 11 million listeners an episode. What he gets is 10 million listeners a week. So. That's probably if he does, you know, it's two and a half to three ish million an episode. So like somebody like me that would when I was driving back and forth to work, I would find a podcast that I liked. I would binge download 100 episodes of that podcast, put it on a memory stick and stick it in my car and listen to it back and forth to work for the next six months. You are an unusual listener in that respect, but okay. But in that, in that respect, all those episodes go to one, one day because I downloaded them all in one day. 
maybe, but not a yeah. lot of people do that. Yeah. And I am a little weird. And it's not going out on a limb. It was not 11 million. It's not 11 million an episode. It's 10 million cumulative. And by the way, still a huge number. That's about 7 million more than we do. It's about 9,999,950 more than we get per episode. But we haven't sold our soul to the devil <laughs> yet. But, but you well, know what? I, but, we're in contract negotiation. podcast of all, but we're ready. Come on, Spotify. Right. Yeah. Devil? Back, back a dump truck full of cash up to my driveway at any point. And you know what? It, it's, it's great that you say that because a lot of this is based absolutely on that. And Joe Rogan is a good example of somebody who has monetized COVID audiences and COVID rage for profit. And so has Spotify. He, yep. he has tapped into a specific mindset of the last two years. And, 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 and not just tapped into it, but has a big part in creating it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was good, because it's good for business. And I didn't like, I didn't like when it, you'd get these kind of flip comments that, that the media loved Dotard because, you know, he was, he was good for ratings. The good for, he was. the good for ratings part, like, I, I will automatically click and make the assumption that when you say that, you don't really know what you're talking about. But okay. he is good for their business. And, oh, yeah. And COVID controversy up until recently was good for Spotify business. So it's the Spotify's of the world that are that look they could have they could have dumped this guy over a bunch of different things. Well, like they they said they they had their statement they came out and they and they they basically said we do not condone or endorse every viewpoint that is espoused on a podcast. Nah, Facebook defense that we carry. Well, that's bullshit because they they. In- by giving Rogan how many millions he got, what, 200,000 or whatever, that's endor- endorsing his content because they wanted to bring that content to Spotify. So but I, I don't they, know if they can even say that. When they made that decision, was, was that wasn't what they were thinking about. What they were thinking about was the listeners that the, he's bringing to the... Yeah, but is his content is what drives that, the conspiratorial people that he has on there. Well, not just, and, you know, and even, not, not solely... That's a large part of when he's got his his uh, listening bumps is those kind of controversial kind of podcasts. People start to share that stuff he around. Yes, probably. Well, I, I don't know, but I, I would say his, his numbers are, are, are pr- probably pretty uniform. But th- I mean, there are other podcasts that I am sure, like I said, like I said before on, on the last show, uh, there I'm sure there are podcasts that are carried on Spotify that are extreme right-wing QAnon propaganda just spoon-fed to the lemmings. And that stuff isn't shut down. But it doesn't have the listeners. Well, they're not, right. getting, exactly. they're they're not getting 200 million. Exactly. Exactly. And they don't have thousands of people, you know, listening to it live and, and millions of downloads, you know, within the next seven days. And, and to be fair to, 
to, you could look at our podcast and say that Spotify, are we on Spotify? Yes. Okay. Take, yes. All right. I, I, I had to jump through a hoop to get us on Spotify. Oh, uh, we I, need we need to protest. Do I need to, and... do I need to jump backwards through yes. that hoop? Yep. Uh, if I could, I would. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's been a while. I wasn't. But I, I, I I wasn't asking. I do remember saving. I got I got a screenshot from like the email I got from them or the message I got from them that that our our podcast was accepted to Spotify and and was available on their their platform. I, and what a rigorous process right i'm sure that was hey just like google music it was an additional step uh, above and beyond paying Podbean nine dollars a month maybe which, you know, that's what we should do we should try that? to get tucker carlson <laughs> to to go to 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 disparage us as oh, like as, the, as they're cracking down on joe rogan the freedom fighter they're hosting yeah. this, the yeah. Godless Heathens, Ooh. and there could be like a Godless Heathens logo in the oh, could you in imagine the box the on his left shoulder bump? And then oh yeah, I, I just imagine you could get a screen grab of if, the God, and then that you know what somebody's going to listen to ten minutes of our podcast. And if Godless like Heathens scrolls quote. across the bottom third of Fox News and I can get a screen grab of that, I will die a happy a man. A bunch of drinking atheists that are oh. that are that are fearful of COVID even. Speaking of which, we're so old that we didn't even go to the drinks tonight. I'm having 19 crimes. I had two ounces of the uh green bottle of Weller bourbon. Ooh. Now that's the that's the low end. But I'm going to work my way up tonight, or over the tonight long haul. All right, I'm yeah, one and so I'm one and done tonight. But it's a good one. Hey, good, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. Good I ABV. You, I, I, yeah. I saw you sipping a little brown whiskey there. Uh, I didn't know what you was getting into in a beer glass. Nice. I see that. Uh, you need so a you whiskey. There, you need a whiskey glass, Jerry. I need to get you into the whiskey. Glasses. Sure, it would have tasted better. What they, are you drinking, do. Jeff? I'm actually drinking a Yazoo beer from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh-oh. It's a Cala IPA. Found that at our uh, local beer outlet and thought I'd give it a try. It's pretty good. Your beer at the your local beer outlet that was early in on the no masking. They've been through the whole thing. But we would have to. We would have to. Maybe we should like like next show. Covidless. Yeah. Covidless. Let's let's right. do a yeah. yeah. Let's let's let's. Let's let's make a a guarantee a, a listener guarantee a COVID a no COVID episode, episode no episode that'll be one ten episode one ten no COVID I'm going to tell you right now the the title will be COVIDless yeah you don't know what we're talking about we may talk about anything but we're, we it will not we will not discuss COVID nineteen COVID or COVID-less? any of its variants. No, yeah. uh, man, and we should we should find each other back to normal. We should have like a a, a cuss jar, we like a COVID yeah. jar. You can't, put a dollar. Can't in say it. back to normal. Every, yeah. Can't talk about COVID. Yeah. Uh, masks. Can't talk about masks. Vaccines. No vaccine. Mm. Mm. Um. Jeff is like twitching. Like what? No, I, I he's I, he's he's figuring out how he's going to get out of the next episode. Right. He's like, no, no, no. I I, I got to bring this up, and I I may 
first of all, I got to say this, and it's funny that I got to preface my preface. I, I want I want to preface this by saying, if there are any children listening, get them out of the room. And then I want to preface my preface by saying, if there's any children listening, what the fuck are you doing having children listening to the godless heathens? This is ridiculous. There should not be children listening to this episode, right? or any episode for that matter. But the funniest thing that that I heard about the whole Canadian Freedom Convoy. Are you familiar with the term Ram Ranch Resistance? No. Let me tell you about the Ram Ranch Resistance. Uh, again, get Didn't the they win the Super out of the Bowl? Room. The Rams? Get, no, no. Oh, it has nothing no. to do with the Super Bowl. Get the okay. children out of the room now. All right. Apparently, there's a Canadian country and Western singer who has a song from 2012 called Ram Ranch. And part of the counter-resistance of the truckers in Ottawa has been jamming their communication networks. They've been using some online apps that work as CB radio uh, transmissions and some other communications, basically to get fuel to the different vehicles, all, all this stuff. For, for a concerted effort, you need to have communication between the people. So the counter effort to the truckers has been called, has been referred to as the Ram Ranch Resistance. And what they have been doing is they have been gaining access to these communication channels and they have been jamming it with the song Ram Ranch, which is a 2012 country and Western song by a specific, uh, I, I don't know who the, who the Canadian singer is. Um, I, I don't want to get too deep into the lyrics, but the first lyric of the song is 18 naked cowboys in a shower, right? And then it goes into talking about doing specific acts amongst men uh, in, in, in a private manner. And so they, they have you, been are constantly... You, are you, you slut-shaming people? No, absolutely not. Whatever floats your boat by all means. But what I, what I love about this is this is very much like a, a satanic temple kind of approach to a situation. Uh where let's let's use their own bigotry and 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 hatred and uh, against them. <laughs> so they've been playing this song over and over and over on a loop through so blocking the communication networks of the truckers making it basically un, un, unbearable for them to try to communicate amongst themselves. So just a little tip. Uh, of the I just pulled it up on YouTube Music. Yeah. It, oh it, no. It is oh, a no. hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. I, like yeah. I, I, I literally, I read the one lyric that would not be bleeped on, on you know, on on TV. If this, you know. but it's a good jam tune, man. It, it really oh, it's, got, some, it's got a nice beat. I give it an eighty-seven, Dick. I can, I can dance to it. To it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounded like some eighties rock or something. But yeah, it's well, it's 2012 uh, Canadian cowboy rap. I, I'm sorry, Canadian homoerotic cowboy rap. But you know, teach your own. So, everyone, yeah. everyone has their own thing. So, my my recommendation this week is um, <laughs> listen to the Ram Ranch Ram by Grant McDonald. A, a, a little golf. Join a few Facebook to the Ram Ranch Resistance. You know. No, you should join okay. some Facebook groups based on I that, play on it. that I could, song. I could do. I could share it. I don't know how you'd want to record. No, it, the, it will. <laughs> you'll get. You'll get cut. Yeah. You know. Oh, last yeah, thing yeah, we yeah. want to do is is get another. You know. What would we get? We get. 
We our, might our, get our, Ram our, Ranch. Our, our YouTube video is demonetized because we uh, played uh, yeah. I Have a Friend in Jesus. Well, it's because we don't have a friend in Jesus. Any, anybody else got a got a recommendation? I, I recommend uh, the Ram Ranch Resistance and just, just all around. Thank you. Tip of the hat. I think, you, I think everyone work. should watch Be Foreigners on HBO Max, both seasons. Occasional listener of the pod recommended a pretty good British political thriller called Cobra, where it starts off kind of sci-fi where there's like a solar surge and the power is blasted in Great Britain and a certain part of the country, we could call that the dotard uh, Brexit part of the country, doesn't get power back and all kinds of uh, political unrest happens. And it is eerily, eerily similar to what's going on now. So... Hmm. That sounds it's, like upbeat and fun there. That is on that is on the uh that's on Amazon Prime, which What's the name of it it's again? It's called Cobra. Cobra. And, it, and anybody out. who knows train spotting, Begbie plays the Prime Minister. Okay. He's quite good. But get to it soon because it's leaving on the twenty eighth. Oh. Oh, they pull it? Then? Yeah. They don't leave it on there? No. Oh. You know, it's all contracts and it, it's the man, Jeff. Man doesn't Build want you hike. to watch this show. But hike. Don's like, I've got the super stick. I got, I got the hookup. That's up. right. I got the. I uh, can see I anything I want, anytime I want. Doesn't matter what what country it plays in or what uh, what language is in. I got, I got it. You want you want the Brazilian soccer league? I yeah. got the hookup, yeah. baby. <laughs> you want Bundesliga live? I got you. No problem, Jeffrey. What book are you reading, Jeff? I'm between books right now. I just got done with uh, uh, the Civil War one, and so I haven't decided what direction I'm going to go next. I think I might need something a little less uh, nerve-wracking or stressful. You're you going to do like a summer whodunit? I don't know. <laughs> a, true, a true crime I just, I just podcast? Yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. I, I just don't see you like reading the new Harlan Coben you know, novel or something. No, I'm know. not big into, you know, like fantasy stuff, so. Eh, just fiction in general. Fiction, yeah. Yeah. You could read Harry, you could read Harry Potter. No, can't. They're too thick. You've never, you you haven't read the Harry Potter series? I've not, I've, I've watched the movies. But That's one step books. more than I've made. Really? Really. I've never, I've never read a single book. I think I watched the first movie, but I couldn't tell you anything about Jeff, it. Jeff, you should read the first Hunger Games book. I've, I, somebody else has told me that as well, That's too. That's very entertaining. All right. COVID-free in two weeks. Here you go. Good deal. See you in two weeks. Night. Peace out.
just fun.